Hi, everybody. It's Andy. Uh, so I wanted to take a second to apologize for the sound quality this week. Uh, we tried out a new laptop for recording, and everything worked perfectly, all except for one teeny tiny little setting, which I forgot about that resulted in us recording the entire episode, not through our audio interface, but through the laptop's built-in microphone. Yeah. So I was able to salvage the audio to the extent that it should be listenable, but it won't be up to the standard that you're used to if you've been listening for any length of time. Once again, I apologize. It is 100% my bad. But apart from that, it is a pretty great episode. Um, so I hope you'll stick with it and enjoy it. Uh, here it is. So RC and I were having a conversation wherein Die Hard was mentioned. And then he, in the in mid-sentence, said, hey, wait, Podcat is doing something. So I go to yell at Podcat. Podcat was eating a bag. Podcat was eating a bag. And I go to yell at Podcat. And instead of yelling Podcat, I yelled Die Hard. <laughs> but wait, it's not the end of the story. <laughs> after, after he yelled Die Hard at his cat, who's not named Die Hard, <laughs> The cat ran away. <laughs> so then as we were loudly laughing about it, Andy came out and, and we were telling him about what happened. And then he said, die hard. And the cat ran away further. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm watching die hard jump from the thing to thing. Ah! Fucking die hard. <laughs> God. Cop out. Stop that. <laughs> What are you doing? Get over there next to your sister moonlighting. Ew. And your brother, sexual tension. Wild things. Shut a die hard at your cat. It's pretty funny. Oh, <laughs> Instead of your cat's name. Well, the podcat is not the cat's name either. It's more its name than die hard. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. Are you? <laughs> I can't, it's candy coated razor blades, and I'm Shelly Duvall. And here are my co hosts. Please introduce yourself. Hi, everybody. I'm RC, and hi, I'm Shelly Duvall. And I'm Andy, and I'm Shelly Duvall. <laughs> we are talking about Stanley Kubrick's The Shining this week, and I don't know why that's funny. I'm dying. I'm dying. Please, somebody talk about The Shining. <laughs> Well, I mean, well, Andy, you have the details. I do. So I do you can say literally anything at this point, and Bob will continue laughing. I didn't realize that I was putting, gonna be like letting myself in for this when I picked it. Like, it's, I actually, I hadn't seen it for like 25 years. Oh, really? Yeah, it had been the last time I watched it. I think it was like 14, 15, something like that. Oh, wow. And so. And the other thing is, I think the version that I saw on cable, I don't think it was the full version because I think there's scenes in the movie now that I don't remember seeing then. Yeah, they would have been cut out. There were a few. Yeah, there were quite a few. So that's kind of fun. 
Um, I have like, something. I have like a similar story, movie. actually. Uh, I was telling Bob, there's a, a few scenes at the end um, when Jack Nicholson is screaming, and thanks to the power of me watching it on Netflix this time, I had subtitles on it. I didn't know he was saying words. <laughs> that's, that's what I heard. Yeah. There, so, was a wind, there was a windy yeah. at the end. Yes, I remember there that. was. There was a windy at the end. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, well, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, very sad. You will have to tell me what the subtitles said. Now I'm curious. Um, and we'll make a documentary about it, because that's what people fucking do about this movie. It'll be four hours long. <clears throat> And, and about nothing. Right. Complete It'll rival Never Sleep Again. It'll be great. Uh, Fund us. But anyway, it's on <laughs> Netflix, so it's easy to find. I'm it like, is. That's good. It's, I, you know, so. And, I'm, and it is a classic. I mean, it is one of those things that every is, horror, horror movie fan should see whether or not they like it. I guess it's a classic now. I guess at the time, people didn't like it so much. Well, even Stephen King didn't like it. Yeah, yes, he didn't. But again... No. When offered the opportunity to make the movie he wanted to see, oh God. what happened? Stephen he, King, he directed it. Ready? You remember what it was? It's horrible. Two words. Maximum fucking overdrive. <laughs> I rest my case. Didn't he direct the TV miniseries of The Shining 2? No. he. I think he produced it. Exec produced it or some shit. Um, he basically like had his dick in the pudding the whole time. Right. And that's kind of why it sucks, too. Yeah. So. Ah, <sighs> oh, Stephen King. Oh, and by Stick the way, to Jordy since we're on this subject a little bit earlier, I'm just going to go ahead and get it out because uh, he wrote a sequel to this fucking book too, Doctor Sleep, which was actually not bad. I wrote, the, I loved, I liked the book. I, uh, you know what? It may be competently written. It mm -hmm. may be well crafted. It still doesn't end. It is still shit. inherently dog shit, just by virtue <laughs> of being a sequel to The Shining, an answer to the fan question. Well, what happened to Danny? Fuck. You. I mean, we knew it was going to happen at some point because all of his books come, like, interconnect. It's funny you mention that because, you know, okay, there was this really great novella that he wrote called The Body. Do you remember The Body? I do. It was made into a movie called Stand By Me. Yeah. Good movie, okay. too, right? So there's a scene in The Body when uh, Gordy Lachance mm -hmm. is telling his story, The Revenge of Lard Ass Hogan. Right. And he tells his friends this story, this great story. Everybody's oh, puking, and the I fact can't that watch. I love, I love that bit. In it's the movie. a great story, but it I is can't really watch good. It. Okay, so Just he gets to vomit. the end of the story, and what do his chuckle fuck idiot friends Vern and uh, Teddy do? Well, what happens next? What do you mean? What happens next? That's the end of the story. That's bullshit, man. I want to know what happened to Lard Ass Hogan. Uh, you remember that Stephen King? Average <clears throat> Farm remembers. <laughs> so there we go. Yes, I, I did. Stephen I, King did write the, the series, by the way, the miniseries. Oh, the miniseries? He wrote, he, write he, he wrote the it. Right? He wrote it. He did yeah. not direct it. Okay, yes. well, sorry, Stephen King. Yeah. Stick to writing your books and letting other people adapt them. Yeah. That's fine. Let's cast the guy from Jeffrey as a dad. He, he'll be believable. Uh, I realized he was on Wings first. He was more care. believable than Jack fucking Nicholson. Oh. This Go is going to be combative. Anyway. <laughs> Shining, comma, the... <laughs> uh, 1980, directed by Stanley Kubrick. Screenplay by Stanley Kubrick. Produced by Stanley Kubrick. I'm just kidding. The screenplay was actually also written by Diane Johnson. Oh, there you go. Uh, based on the book by Stephen King. I still love you, Stephen King. It's fine. He's fine. Even though you can't end a book for shit. <laughs> He's fine. He's not a master of horror. He's just a very popular writer who who, who does well. He actually <clears> is <throat> a master of horror who can't end a book for shit. Unless it involves aliens. Unless, right. Um, starring Jack Nicholson, best known as Jack Nicholson, in everything he's ever been in. Yeah. 
Shelley Duvall. Um, We're Shelley Duvall. I'm Shelley Duvall. I'm Shelley Duvall. I'm Shelley Duvall. I'm Shelley Duvall. <laughs> I'm Shelley Duvall. We are all, in some way or another, Shelley Duvall. Duvall. <laughs> <laughs> Go. And now, let us Shelley Duvall. <laughs> in Shelley Duvall's name. <laughs> <laughs> we scream. <laughs> Featuring Scatman Crothers, um, uh, who's actually had a million movie roles, probably best known among our generation as being the voice of jazz in the Transformers. But he's large. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody remembers the Popeye movie. I do. Okay. I do. It was I Robert Altman. Robin, Robin Williams was in it. And the guy who played Bluto was very, very, very attractive. Yes. yes. Thank you. It was you. super hot. I love the Popeye movie. Anyway. I watched it when I was a child. I yeah. sure also watched it. I saw it in the theater. <laughs> Uh, the, also, also starring Danny Lloyd in one of only two film roles he ever had. The other one was, I love this. He started as a young G. Gordon Liddy in a made-for-TV movie. Oh, yeah. honey. Yeah, that is the only other acting credit he had. Probably he, a good thing. Uh, he didn't. He didn't want to be an actor for much longer, probably because he'd already worked with Kubrick. Yeah. Uh, and it was all downhill from there. These days, he's a biology professor. Oh, good for him. Yeah. So cool. Oh, uh, one, oh, okay, one other thing, one other little de nugget of detail it's that cool. I just have to talk about. And okay. I'm waving my arms like an idiot. Um, hey, okay, so, so the music for this uh, the music for this movie. Uh, Kubrick. Let's go get a snack. No, no, it's not going to take them off. <laughs> Kubrick, with most of his movies, you know, he would always use like classical music, usually mm -hmm. like modern stuff, like Ligeti, Penderecki. Yeah. Penderecki, I don't care. You don't care. Bartok, you know, just some of this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But right. he also had um, original music composed by this awesome, awesome, awesome woman named Wendy Carlos. I love Wendy Carlos. Okay. I also love Wendy Carlos. I am a big, like, uh, synthesizer music nerd. Wendy Carlos mm -hmm. is one of the, what is the fucking word that I cannot pull out of my head? I'm so sorry. Uh, Pioneers? She, yes, that is the exact word. Yes. Hooray! <laughs> Well done. Thank you. You're Wendy Carlos is one of the pioneers of electronic music. Mm. Um, she worked with Robert Moog in the 60s, M-O-O-G, the synthesizer guy. Right. Um, she had like an album of classical music hit the Billboard charts yeah. called Switched on Bach. It was, it was so basically she like played like some Bach stuff on a synthesizer and people lost their fucking shit. Yep. And it's great. It's 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 really it's cool. It's a fantastic album. Yeah, it is. Actually, she's gone on to do a whole bunch of other stuff and yeah. just fucking cool. Oh, yeah. One other little detail. Wendy Carlos was one of the first people to publicly transition. This happened, like, early 70s or late 60s. Mm -hmm. I forget which. Yeah. So. I mean, there's not a whole lot of difference between those, those two, like, eras, especially for something relatively monumental like this. I don't know. I think it's just, like, superhero cool. Because, like. Oh, it is. That is. Isn't that not what I said? Well, yeah, I guess I, I, I may have missed it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just completely out of my fucking head. And I still have my headphones on. I don't know. Oh, we know you need your ear whoopies. It's fine. I kind of do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like, just like this super badass fucking pioneer of electronic music, trans woman, still kicking it, and I fucking love her to death. She uh, composed music for the soundtrack. So like that big, the big synth sting you hear right at the beginning. Yeah. That's Wendy. Yeah. And if you have never heard of Wendy Carlos, go check out her shit. It's all good. It's gonna be a well, long episode. It, it I know. <laughs> I, I, I mean, promise. It's the shining. So I yeah. got all my. I got all. I got. I think I got my factoids out of the way. Now I'm ready for plot. I promise. I'm done. I, I will say that the music is odd. An odd choice. 
It works really well, but it's an mm -hmm. odd choice because you think they're in the middle of this wilderness. You would want the more classical piece without you know the electronica. Yeah. So you've got this odd juxtaposition between the the electronic yeah. and the solitude of this rural hotel. Well, it's very odd. I have I have thoughts about that. Okay. I'll be quick. That's fine. Um, I think the idea is that he wanted something otherworldly. Yeah. And those sounds were still very much considered otherworldly, even by that point. Yeah. Um, and even the the actual like regular classical music that he chose, I mean these are these are all modern like twentieth century people, and this is like some fairly dissonant, wild kind of atonal stuff. Yeah. Like, and the just, dissonance is yeah. disarming. It's weird on purpose. Yeah. 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 And it's very effective at it. Oh, yeah. Very. It's very very unsettling, and even when there are shots where there's nothing really going on. Because you've got that kind of hum. I, I actually watched the movie on headphones this weekend, which yeah. is why. So, like, right. Uh, I often do. But, um, I don't know. Things which look completely innocent play, like, really, really sinister. Oh, I mean, Kubrick was magic when it came to that. Yeah. Magic. Yeah. So kind I of mean, an asshole, but he made I mean, great Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, plot. plot yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is going to take a while. I've, I've had no conversations with a live human being in three days. <laughs> Damn you, holidays. <sighs> Hanging out with a dog named Stanley. This mm. means something. <laughs> I don't Plot. Know. Jack Torrance arrives at the Overlook Hotel for a job interview. The hotel, 25 miles from the nearest town in the mountains of Colorado, closes during the snowed-in months, so they need a caretaker. Jack, a former school teacher turned aspiring writer, we'll talk about that, plans to make use of the hotel solitude to work on a new project. Manager Stuart Ullman tells Jack about the hotel's history, including a tragedy in 1970 where a previous caretaker, one Charles Grady, axed his wife and daughters a few questions and stacked the bodies in one of the hotel rooms before sitting down to a nice dinner consisting of the business end of a shotgun. Hmm. Meanwhile... That's spicy, right? <laughs> <Picante. laughs> Meanwhile, Jack's son, Danny, has <laughs> scary psychic visions of the hotel, Henri, a pair of spooky girl twins in blue dresses, himself screaming, and an elevator having its first period. <laughs> That's what happened. It, it's a gusher. Uh, he conks out. His mother, Wendy, tells the doctor about Danny's imaginary friend, Tony, and that Jack quit drinking because he dislocated Danny's shoulder following a binge, and oh my god, this does not even begin to express what the fuck is happening in this scene. Not at all. Yeah, that, oh. that scene where they're like talking about it like it's no big deal. And I'm sitting there now. Uh, I think when I was younger and, and watched this, this scene didn't have a whole lot of didn't impact. Nope. Yeah, but now I'm like, uh. I am uh, watching a woman with battered wife syndrome lie to a doctor. Well, well you know, it's just the weirdest thing. He just you walked do it in. 100, you do it a hundred times. Do, yeah. He just walked into the door and dislocated his arm. Golly gee. Yeah. Look at my teeth. <laughs> um, but, I'm Shelly Duvall. I'm, oh. I'm Shelly Duvall. Um, <laughs> but, so it is, yeah. It's, that, it's I'm, rough. I'm it's actually super rough watching that. It is right? not easy. No. no. Because, be, and, and maybe it's because I understand. I've seen this movie before a million sure. times. I've yeah. read the book a few times. I know what she's doing <laughs> to this doctor. And she yeah. is lying about her husband's abuse because... Yeah. When you lie about it, it makes it go away for a little while. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, please die. <laughs> I'm sorry, oh, that was God. bad. 
I mean, and, and I was I was ready to see what you were going to rhyme with abuse. I, right. I I I was hoping something was going to happen, but it didn't. It didn't. Yeah. I I, I was just, I was trying as soon as you started. I was like, shit. Yeah. You don't get kicked in the. I don't know. You don't get you kicked get in the boobs. in your <laughs> There we go. Oh, Please, fuck. Sorry, you had a sentence no. going on. God damn it, Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so, <laughs> no, but, but the best thing about that is the scene. Uh, as, yes, as with you, I watched it when I was a teenager and was just like, okay, so, well, that's nice. He stopped drinking. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, now I'm watching it. And you can actually see the doctor's bitch please face. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. She's like, oh, here's another one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, That's exactly what it was. Yeah, it's horrible. Oh. It's horrible because you know, and and it's Jack fucking Nicholson who always looks like he's you just trying assume to everything. You kind of do with anyone. I'm trying. I'm trying to stay out of the meta, but yeah, you kind of do <laughs> uh, because he just he, has that face. Well, because in that in that interview, and I think it was done that way on purpose, though. Yeah. Even in the interview, when they keep bringing up these things, like. You know, it's a little weird up here. You're going to be up here by yourself, completely isolated. And some people kind of go a little crazy up here. And he's just like, he oh, gives, well, he gives this going to be me. He gives this super, like, slow it, smile. No, and I was yeah. like, And a uh, terrible pause. Fucking wait, Easter egg shit. On the table, in the living room, when Wendy is having that interview with the doctor, yeah. there's a big old headline about mental illness yeah. on the coffee table on one of the newspapers. I'm like, you know, Kubrick did that shit on purpose. Oh, he was—he was, he was just really big about the details because he, like, you know, um, I mean, it's later and on in the movie, but when they when they come to collect Jack and he's sitting there reading a magazine, mm-hmm. you know what magazine he's reading, right? It's oh, a Playgirl. It was. Oh, it was. He's in there reading a Playgirl. Yeah. It's all sorts of fun little Easter egg shit in this movie. I'm like, oh, and so Jack is gay. Got no, it. no, he's just—he just reads into the art articles. <laughs> What do women want out of a peen? <laughs> Playgirl in the lobby Step of a hotel. Step one, not Jack Nicholson. Right. It's, it's, it's a low bar. Most so of like, us stumble over it. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> uh, but like one, it's, one thing to keep in mind, though. Because like no one would ever hire anybody who behaved like that. In no. Oh, by the way, I don't want to be melodramatic, but we did have, like, one of the last times we had a caretaker who kind of committed multiple murder on the premises, and he's like, oh, that's not going to be me. That's okay, no. It's like, well, that chuckle was disarming. And certainly not threatening. I feel like this movie... And his goddamn tie. (laughs) That tie that matches the hedge maze. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think of what? that as anything other than a euphemism yeah. for, for like one's hair on one's head matching the pubic hair. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that tie matches that hedge maze. That matches the hedge maze. Oh, my God. If, if only there was like a Wonder Years style narrator like that was like in the wings when that interview was happening. Well, <laughs> I can assure you that's never going to happen with me. And it yet did. it did. What do you think your wife and son are going to think about Morgan Freeman it? comes in, no, it totally fucking happens. <laughs> By the way, can you imagine being Angelica Houston during this time of filming The Shining, who was dating Jack Nicholson at the time? Oh, okay. Can you imagine being her and just watching him come home wrecked from this movie every day? <laughs> would you notice? I wouldn't oh, notice. God. <laughs> Damn. Well, it. my wife and kid are going to love it here. <laughs> they didn't. First of all, why would you ever think that? <laughs> Second of all, your kid talks to his finger. 
Um, (laughs) Not the worst of your problems, given that you recently dislocated his arm. Well, that wasn't recently. And also the whole, like... years ago, and then recently he quit drinking. No, it wasn't. See, here's... Okay, here's here's the first of many marvelous little disparities in their... their Oh, wait, that's right. He lied about it. Well, we don't really know. Because when Wendy's talking about it, she's like, well, we've only been here for about three months. Uh Uh-huh. And she mentions that he had he had injured Danny mm-hmm. and he quit drinking right then. That was five months ago. Because when Jack's in the bar later, he's like, here's to a rotten five months. Well, see here. But it gets better. I know. Because then he says that he, because when he's in the bar, he says that he hurt Danny's arm three years ago. And even better than that, like he, they moved two months after he hurt Danny. And that's when he lost his job as a school teacher. And it's not actually in the movie, but he lost his job as a school teacher because. For beating the shit out of a student. Yeah. <laughs> the alcohol wasn't his problem. Yeah. Well, and that's why it's funny, because she—it's Wendy who brings up the alcohol. Right. Well, okay, so he—he kind of like you know critically injured our son, but like yeah. he was drunk and he—he he hadn't touched a drop of alcohol since. Mm-hmm. Well, see, I, see and that's where it gets confusing because she no. says that he injured his arm in preschool. He's obviously like seven, eight years old. No, he's five. Is he five in the movie? He's five. Yeah. But yeah. that still would have been a year or so before, because preschool is like three, four. These days, yes. Right. Then it was not. Okay. It's not like today where people like ship their kids off to preschool at two. Yeah. Which they do. Yeah. They do. And that's that's a little sad. It's weird. But it's also, you know, I end stage capitalism. Yay. Yay. Uh, I'm Shelly Duvall. <laughs> I'm Shelly Duvall. I'm Shelly Duvall. <laughs> Go out of the plot, Andy. Go. <laughs> You're shooting him off. Shooting him off. Shooting him off. I'm stuck. I'm shelling the ball. Run. <laughs> this is actually really horrible. You realize. I know we are. I mean, we'll it get one. Katie K12, the Katie K1, I'm shelling the ball. This is uh, Katie K1, Katie K12. I'm Shelly Duvall. <laughs> just instead of over, it's just, I'm Shelly Duvall. <laughs> yeah, this storm the... is really bad. I'm Shelly Duvall. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling that the title of this episode will be Hi, I'm Shelly Duvall. <laughs> yeah, so it seems uh, the storm usually knocks out the phone lines around this time of year. They probably won't be back up until spring. I'm Shelly Duvall. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, thank you. Over and out. I'm Shelly Duvall. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that we could do that from memory is a little weird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I actually would like, you, you, you kind of, like, did the bump set, and I was like, oh, I got this. It was so good. I think that was a volleyball reference or an anal sex reference. I'm not Either sure way. which. Either way, I slammed it home. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Okay. Uh, Go. <laughs> so, the family. Ooh, okay, I'm back. Come back with me. The family arrives at the hotel on closing day and is given a tour, during which we learn that all the booze has been removed from the place for insurance purposes. Sure. Okay. Uh, and also, that apparently this luxury hotel is real big on serving its guests canned shit. Like 10-pound yeah. fucking industrial-sized cans of... Ketchup. 
Oh, <laughs> did you miss that giant thing fruit of cocktail? fruit cocktail show? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And just dumped in a bowl like that's all they were eating for dinner? Honey, dinner. I'm Shelly Duvall and I can't cook. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so, Who's good with that shit? I know. Nobody. So in this scene, I, I, I have some questions. <laughs> um, it was something that I noticed in this watch through, which I did not <laughs> notice before. Mm -hmm. um, the guy who played Holleran. Scatman uh, Crothers. Scatman yes. Crothers, yes. Was his character supposed to be kind of a caricature of black people? Yes. Uh, he, in fact, is it, the stereotypical magical Negro that Stephen well, King wrote into a couple of his books right. and he's used a lot in Yeah, uh, But actually, his personality, that's just Scatman Crothers. Okay. That's really just Scatman Crothers. That's how like, he is. It was, it was subtle enough that I, I picked up on it yeah. now. He, he was a musician. But I was like, he I was, don't know if this yeah. is like... He was like well, that's legit how he was written in the book, man. too. Sure. Yeah. He but, was the jazz dude still yeah. in the book. Like if you did you ever see the Aristocats? Like I'm he sure was he point. was he was mm -hmm. in that. He was yep. like, everybody wants to be a cat. That's him. Wasn't okay. he also the the fucking voice of Hong Kong Fui? Yes. Yes. Uh he was written by Stephen King as the magical black person. Yes. Mm -hmm. But like all, his personality really I think that's just kind of how Scatman Crothers really was. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm pleased that you, you mentioned Dick Holleran, because here we are. Head chef, Dick Holleran, squicks Danny right the fuck out at first. Uh, with the most god-awful Bugs Bunny impression ever. Oh my god, it was so oh. uncomfortable. It was like as uncomfortable as the interview with the doctor. Yeah. Right? Uh, then by telepathically offering him ice cream. Um, Do you like ice cream, Danny? <laughs> Cause, Creamy! Because, yeah, they put they put the weird music underneath and it was like, oh man, I hope that's actually dairy product he's talking about. Yeah. And then Danny asked for chocolate. Like, it, just, it doesn't get better. <laughs> it does not get better at all. Optics. Huh. Optics, people. Oh. Um, no. Uh, so uh, Holleran explains to Danny that he and his grandmother shared Danny's psychic ability, which he calls shining. That might have been a little. That no, that was exactly how he exactly said it. How he yeah, said but it, is, yeah. It's, is it misappropriative when I do it? I don't know. <laughs> However, you, you have to think that um, the shining, the, the term and the title of the book was based <laughs> on the John Lennon song Instant Karma. I did not think that. Which features that. the line, We all shine on. That's why it was called that. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Shine so. on, you crazy diamond. Uh, Danny I asks. I was 100% sure you were going to say cracker. <laughs> Damn, Damn, dude. Oh. Um, Ooh, continue. Yes. <laughs> Danny asks if there is anything to be afraid of in the hotel. <laughs> and really, bitch? <laughs> Holleran is like, no, I ain't afraid of this hotel. The narrator. He was. He was. Uh, I mean, that, you could see it on his There was face. actually, there was something really, really interesting about that yeah. that I, mm -hmm. I really liked. Because um, he says he's not afraid of the hotel. Yeah. Right. Danny doesn't ask if he's afraid of the hotel. Danny asks if there's anything in yeah. the hotel that he's right. afraid of. Yeah, right. I'm like, mm. It's the same thing. Technically did not lie. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then Danny I ain't afraid of no building. <laughs> and then Danny asked about room 237. He's like, there's not anything in room 237. And he was the narrator like, there was. There was. <laughs> but also, don't go in there. Yes. There's nothing in there, but stay out of it. <laughs> Um, Holleran tells Danny that the hotel has a shine to it. I don't know. I said that with jazz hands. She really did. <laughs> he, did. Was he did. I'm sorry. The I thing, had no sleep. I, I personally question your, your commitment to Sparkle Motion. <laughs> <laughs> Sparkle. Okay. So, 
A month passes. Uh, while Jack's writing goes nowhere, Danny and Wendy explore the hotel's hedge maze, and Holleran goes to Florida. Uh, that dick. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy, Wendy learns that the roads, as well as the phone lines, are out <laughs> due to the heavy snowstorm, and Danny has more frightening visions of the spooky girl twins. Uh, Jack, increasingly frustrated, starts behaving strangely and becomes prone to angry outbursts. Danny's curiosity about room 237 overcomes him when he finds the room's door open. I love that carpet. Mm. Love it all. Green and purple with a hidden dick. It's awesome. That peacock shit, man. Yep. Mm. Wendy hears Jack screaming. She rushes to him to find him asleep at his typewriter. Uh, as she tends to him, Jack says he dreamed that he killed her and Danny. Danny arrives, visibly traumatized, with a bruise <laughs> on his neck. Yeah. Wendy assumes Jack did it and flips the fuck well, out. yeah, wouldn't you assume that the only other person in the hotel did it when you didn't? Yes. Uh, Especially however, when there is a history of abuse. Yeah. So um, that that pair of paragraphs basically covers about an hour of the movie. Yeah, yeah it really does. Because like, it's uh, just, it is just an hour of verbal, verbal abuse. Weirder, it's getting weirder. Yeah, there's a bit yeah. of that. And then there's like long, gorgeous tracking uh -huh. shots of them in the hotel. And that's when... Riding a big wheel. When you're talking about when you were talking earlier about how Stephen King does like haunted places and like the the hotel has a soul and the soul is fucked up. Mm -hmm. The thing this movie does really really well is to, I think it gets across the idea that the hotel is a presence. The ho the yeah. set is almost its own character because yeah. the way they shot it. It's, it is. It is this huge empty place and it feels claustrophobic mm -hmm. and you kind of get to sort of know certain places in it but you yeah. never really understand how they relate to well, each other you can't get the overall layout of the hotel one of the really cool things that they did on purpose yeah by the way was all the interior stuff was filmed on a set in london in uh, elstree yeah yeah uh, all the exterior stuff was filmed at an actual hotel in colorado they deliberately yeah. built the interior sets so that it would not match the exterior yeah because you want the alien geometry as they yeah. call it. You want those rooms that don't match up to windows. You yeah. want those corners that shouldn't be there. He wanted that atmosphere in this movie. I thought it was just absolutely incredible. Yeah. And fuck you, math. And I'm gonna mention it because everybody like everybody mentions it. I'm gonna mention it too. There's that this is this was one of the not the first of but it was a really, really early in the shelf life of the steady cam. Yep. Seventh movie in. Right, and probably the most like gangbusters use of it. Oh God! Yes. At that point, like that tracking shot where it's following, following Danny as he's riding his big wheel. Yeah, just in a big circle. Yeah, yep. um, and uh, there's a couple of them like that. But basically, in order to do that, they mounted the steady cam rig on a fucking wheelchair, and they had uh, another freaking cart with like the audio stuff on it behind it, so they mm -hmm. could pick up the sound of his big wheel on the floor. Yep, um, and, and that sound was amazing. It's really good. It's like I could just watch the movie just for that. Mm -hmm. um, and so like all of this crazy shit. Um, there's a great. This my big wheel. I won't yeah, no kidding. There's a great article uh, by the by the camera operator from that. He, mm -hmm. he talked about that and he talked about shooting uh, the steady cam stuff in the hedge maze mm. where oh. when Danny was like tracing back in his own footsteps and the cameraman had to fucking do the same thing so mm. that he wouldn't mm. leave footsteps right. in the fake snow. Yeah. <laughs> And, the, and like they were, they were baking under these fucking lights and it was mm -hmm. hot as shit because it's an interior set. Right. And they're in winter clothes. And he's like, oh man. And the they're light. in a hedge maze and they don't yeah. know the way out. So if, if something catches fire, which is legitimately possible, right? they're all going to die. Yeah. Um, the lights anyway. legitimately set the living room of that hotel set on fire. 
<laughs> there was a fire on that set. But it, fortunately, it was in the large room. <laughs> where, where there was because they wanted to oxygen. simulate the daylight. Oh, yeah. So they had all those really strong lights. Sure. Oh, yeah. Literally set the set on fire. Nice. Yeah. Oh, speaking of other awesome things that happened, um, you know where where uh, Shelley goes in and finds his writing? Yes. All Jack, all working yeah. that play makes Jack a dull boy. Yeah. Those were all legit typewritten. Yes. And they had to do it in like all of the major languages and use different phrases. And well, they uh, specifically Italian was he who wakes up, up early makes meets a golden day. German was never put off till tomorrow. What you can do today. Mm -hmm. And the Spanish version was although although one will rise early, it won't dawn sooner. Yeah. Hmm. And so yeah, and you know, all working a play makes Jack a doll boy. Yeah. That's that's actually. Uh, the first place I ever heard of it was this fucking movie, but apparently it goes a lot further back than that. Oh yeah, to like the 1600s. Yeah. Um, and the other th the other funny thing about that is, um, they type they typed up a whole all of those pages in different languages, and most versions localized. They just used the all work and no play line. They didn't mm -hmm. care. They're like, yeah, whatever. That, that, it's nice. We appreciate the gesture, but you know, fuck it. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, because most other people are at least bilingual. By the way, yeah. I. I'm Shelly Dupont. <laughs> um, <laughs> je suis Shelly Dupont. Je suis, je suis Shelly. Bonjour, Shelly Dupont. Je m'appelle Shelly Dupont. Go. Ich bin ein Shelly Dupont. <laughs> Yeah, maybe without that last oh. one. <laughs> oh. Sorry. Yeah, okay. Maybe I mean it's fine that you say that, but not with a little finger mustache. <laughs> That's the part that you yeah. drew the, the yeah. issue with. Did you not okay? Ich bin ein Shelly Duval. I am a Shelly Duval. Did you okay. I, I, you I missed also the weird, had the Yes, the, there was yes. actually an SS salute involved. Yes, I yeah. It was a joke. We it, know obviously. Okay. Don't actually Especially do after the green room. Uh, oh god, yeah. Oh, fat boy. Mm. <laughs> so big Justin. Justin. <laughs> Still waiting on that phone call, buddy. <laughs> Dial 1 800. I'm Shelly Duvall. <laughs> ah, go! Go with the black! Go! I'm loving this. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> this feeling right now? I can just eat this up like fruit cocktail. <laughs> And a giant uh, ball with one of those serving <laughs> spoons, just shove it right in my mouth. Five-gallon can of a cocktail. <laughs> At least it wasn't like that five-gallon can of like chocolate pudding, which I'm down for that. But <laughs> your diabetes uh, is my diabetes is not <laughs> at all. Oh, God damn it! So maybe that's His last words were, "I'm Shelley Duvall." <laughs> so maybe the hotel's not haunted. Maybe Jack's just like his diabetes just like fucking kicks in an overdrive. <laughs> It's all the fruit cocktail. Uh, <laughs> so, so, uh, plot, plot continues. Jack wanders into the hotel's gold room. Where Stephen King has a cameo, by the way. Oh, he was in it? He was the conductor of the ballroom scene. Yeah, he was so far in the back, you never could exactly. see him. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. That's probably a metaphor for something. Probably. Uh, so, yeah, Jack wanders into the hotel's gold room and meets a bartender named Lloyd, who doesn't exist. Jack is okay with this. Lloyd serves him bourbon, which also doesn't exist, while Jack bitches about the fam. Uh, Wendy arrives to inform Jack that Danny told her a crazy woman tried to strangle him in room 237. 
Jack investigates room 237, finding it open with the lights on and a hottie boom body naked woman in the tub because this is a Kubrick movie after all. It is. Um, Boobs and Bush. Yeah. I had a question about this scene. Yes. Okay. Now, I've never been a parent. (laughs) (laughs) I don't see that changing. I don't either. However, if somebody tells me that my child was strangled by this crazy woman and I walk in to find a naked lady in a bathtub, fuck it is not the first thing I'm going to try to yeah, do. Yeah, pretty not, no. <laughs> okay, so so here here's here's how we do this. Is um, that micro-cheating? So we have to, all right, so we have to turn it around just a little bit. So picture you have a kid. I know that's, that's weird. I know, it's already a stretch. It's already a weird one. Continue. They're like, oh my God, my son said he was strangled by this crazy fat guy in room 237. And then you like walk in and like big Justin rises naked from the <laughs> Fuck, it's totally going to be on that list. I, I didn't say it wasn't on the list. I said, <laughs> I said it's not the first thing. And you're drunk on non-existent bourbon and already kind of crazy from all of the fruit cocktail. Oh, good. So it's like any other day. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. I was really worried that we weren't going to have can... anything funny to say about this movie. <laughs> you can make wine from fruit cocktail that's not fruit yeah. cocktail that's prison sangria yeah yeah, yeah there we go okay. okay i went a long way for that joke and it wasn't that good it did, it wasn't. and it probably won't even make it into the episode sorry <laughs> where the fuck was i even I don't know. Uh, okay uh, oh yeah Lloyd. naked no naked, naked woman, woman in room 237 with the awesome carpet the yeah. room has the awesome carpet not and the naked li- woman that lilac furniture i actually really like it i should really dig i liked it in the room like in yeah. my house like i, I would have nowhere that right. i could go <laughs> yeah in that room it worked really well but again it also had a bright green and purple carpet yes so you know <clears throat> lovely burger anyway. so jack <laughs> jesus christ i can't believe i wrote this this morning i'm shelly duvall Jack moves in like a bitch to grab her by the ecto pussy. <laughs> God damn it. No. I thought that was you a good thing. You are Shelly Duvall. You are Shelly Duvall. <laughs> I thought that was an okay thing to say this morning. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You really no. hadn't slept. No. 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 Fuck you, Stanley. Got a hold of a bad batch of fruit cocktail. Uh, God, you ecto are pussy Duvall. would be the grossest high yeah. sea flavor. Oh. 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 <laughs> oh gosh. Now you no. no, 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 because the next joke, you know what the next joke is? Well, it did come in a box. Well. Oh. <laughs> uh, world's worst Capri Sun. Go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it doesn't go so great, but and here uh, I must quote the Wikipedia article, most of which I've rewritten, but I've left this completely intact. Okay. Mm-hmm. In the mirror behind her, he sees her become more of a rotting old woman zombie. Who then chases him out of the room. That is true. That's what happened. That is sort of, I guess. She, yeah, they were, they were not. <laughs> they got rid of the hot girl and I'm upset about it. Right. <laughs> she was so pretty with her vagina all out. It's great. Anyway, great. so he has a bloated corpse um, and he The leaves. bloated corpse is not Shelley Duvall. Jack returns to Wendy and tells her he saw nothing. Blue fly- bulb. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. Yeah. <laughs> Implying that Danny did this shit to himself. They argue over whether Danny should be taken down the mountain to see a doctor. Jack, super ragey, returns to the gold room, which is now filled with people partying like it's 1921. <laughs> Clever. Yeah. This is what I wrote this flapper deaths were so cute, though. 
Uh, you should have seen what it was when it was on Wikipedia. Yeah. A waiter spills a tray of drinks on him and offers to take him to the coolest fucking bathroom ever to clean him up. That is a really cool bathroom. The bathrooms in this movie are like super hot. Right. Like, uh, like crazy ass red and white. Like it basically. It's like Target's wet dream. Yeah. That is a room that I would be proud to take a pee in. There you go. For real. I'm, I might even have sex in that room. <laughs> Uh, in the bathroom, the waiter introduces himself as Delbert Grady. Jack recognizes Grady. He's like, hey, man, you're named Charles at the start of this movie. And he's like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the whole conversation. Yeah, that's pretty much. what it was. Yeah. Shut but, up. <laughs> you're, you're, you're Grady. You're, you're, you're the caretaker. And Grady's like, you're a caretaker. <laughs> <laughs> You've always been the caretaker. <laughs> and I'm showing you Grady relates how he corrected his family. <laughs> he corrected the shit out of them. Oh, and the blood and the brains yeah. and uh, various bits of flesh. Uh, he <sighs> reveals to Jack that Danny has reached out to Holleran using his talent and encourages him to correct his own family. Mm. Um, that was actually going to be a stopping point, but we stopped like five times on the way through that. We did. That. Keep, so anything, keep going. Anything, <laughs> Meanwhile, Holleran grows concerned about what's going on at the hotel and flies back to Colorado. Another little aside, his room in Miami with the pictures of these like big titty Nubian goddesses on the wall. Yeah. I, I kind of wanted to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, um, not specifically about the pictures, but like, so this guy mm -hmm. who's the head chef at a hotel mm -hmm. just spontaneously can fly to Colorado and owns a fucking house in Florida. Like, what the fuck are they paying this guy? I know. Because right? I'm jealous. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's just on vacay. Well, I mean, it was a house in the book. So, perhaps just a bungalow he's renting? Sure, but he can still rent a bungalow for like four months. It's Actually, six in Florida, months. No, in Florida, no. That's a whole... That is literally a cottage industry in Florida. Like, people buy houses and rent them out for the winter months. Mm -hmm. Right. Snowbirds. Yeah. It's like... Like, you can rent a house for four months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But he still has a head chef at a hotel. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean... Head, head chef, chef is actually a pretty well-paid position. For a hotel that caters to, like, the elite? And serves them, well like, giant industrial-sized cans of Heinz 57. <laughs> they do save a lot of money on fruit cocktail. Because they buy that shit in bulk. So many legs of lamb, though. <laughs> that was a weird amount of lamb. It was. Like, don't get do me wrong. Do you like lamb, Danny? No. Ugh. Don't get me wrong. At the same time, I was like, God, I want that freezer and also that lamb. Right? <laughs> I love lamb, same. personally. Danny's uh, a horrible person. Oh, another He's five. Uh, <laughs> he likes chicken nuggets and apparently fruit cocktail. Right? That's it. <laughs> and chocolate ice cream. And chocolate ice cream. Well, I got that right. But not mentally talking to aged black men. That was another really long scene when um, when he's he's whatever shining at Holleran. Yeah. Where he just shakes his weird little haircut and drools all over him. Right. <laughs> and as I was watching it, like I, I I was like, oh it's this scene. This takes a while. And then I like played a video game for a little while and I turned around and it was still happening. And I was like, Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is my sense of time off? No. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Because it's Kubrick. Okay. So so Danny starts talking, uh, starts talking red rum. Apparently he's a lipstick aficionado. The lipstick that was out and open that mom never used. Yeah. Why? 
Why did you have the lipstick out if you were never going to use it? Because You're with- she's Shelley Duvall. <laughs> <laughs> because he had a premonition that the Neon Demon was going to happen. Of course. <laughs> Ed Ram. Red Ram. Red Ram. That Red scene Ram. is another one I wanted to talk about right. because... That was the kid making that voice, right? Uh-huh. Like, yes. Yeah. Kudos to that fucking kid because right? I was like, I don't think that that <clears throat> tiny person can make that sound, right? <laughs> red ram, red ram. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that. Maybe they. Maybe they ADR'd it in because, like, in a lot of it, his like his back was to the camera when they were doing it. So. But, still. Yeah. Still could have been. Yeah. Could have been that. Um, and he he does have a, quite a quite a wide range of red rum because he goes from. Yeah. Like Shelly Duvall is like three feet away, and then he just is talking the whole time. And she like, doesn't wake oh, up. Oh right? my gosh! But then, oh god, suddenly he's yelling. The, the red rum alarm just went off. <laughs> I'm Shelly Duvall. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, he basically he gets all red rum, red rum, uh, and basically Danny goes away. It's just there is only Tony. Uh, while searching for Jack, Wendy discovers that he has been typing pages of a repetitive manuscript, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. We know that. She begs Jack to leave the hotel with Danny, but he threatens her before she knocks him unconscious with a baseball bat. Um, that's, if I remember correctly, they had to shoot that scene like 80 times. 70. Actually, no, wait, hang on. I'll like, find it. That she, I think that's when she actually, I think the breakdown that she's having when she's swinging the bat at him is real and it makes <laughs> yeah. it and it actually makes me feel really bad for making fun of her performance in that scene I know. but it is still funny so like i don't know how to i don't know how to feel if about this it. is hang on a minute because it's in here yeah um that scene is in the guinness book of world records <laughs> for the most retakes of a single scene and it was 127 takes yeah when you think of how many goddamn how long it takes to reset yeah that was days yeah if not Yep. weeks like mm-hmm. i can't even imagine doing that for an hour i know imagine if your whole day like okay you're just like everybody like How, no one why likes do you the think job, she but... had a fucking breakdown no seriously if your <laughs> job if you had like two or three days where all you did Stop it, get away from me like oh jesus no no but he's large <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh. She uh, she clocks him on his headpiece and drags him into the kitchen and locks him in the pantry. Uh, With all that delicious fruit cocktail. Yeah. Right. Oh, man. Oh, it's funny because there's actually a later scene when you see him wake up on like a couple bags of whatever, mm-hmm. flour or coffee or whatever. Sure. Like a giant tub of peanut butter. He's been into the peanut butter, the Oreos, the, yep. the chips. Like he's been He's like fucking, dipping the Oreos in the peanut butter. He's been getting down. It sounds delicious. Right? Like, <laughs> it's like, oh, well. I'm like, how are you doing that with no fucking milk to drink? How are you doing that? Because peanut butter should have choked you to death by now. It's true. Bob, <laughs> uh, the hotel is haunted. Okay. It's trying to keep him alive. I'm Shelly. It kind of is. Yeah, it is. Um, so she's going to take Danny to go get help, but that's not going to happen because the uh, the snow cat's been like borked. He did that. Yes, he cut uh, out the distributor. And he pulled the crystals out of the radio too, so he she did. can't call for help. Right. Um, later, Jack converses through the pantry door with Grady, who unlocks the door. So, uh, yeah, so anyway, so with uh, Jack locked in the pantry, Wendy obviously just like, well, okay, I guess I'm going to go to bed then. I mean, that's what I do in stressful situations. Step one, nap. Step two, 
try to ignore it. <laughs> right. So Danny, uh, Danny wakes up and writes red rum on the outside of the bathroom door in the, the aforementioned red mm -hmm. lipstick. Uh, and then starts shouting red rum, which wakes Wendy up, which is a good thing because it's right about then that uh, Jack goes after the door with an axe. And that shot's fucking genius, by the way. Yes. Yeah. So you notice the camera is like over here and it follows the axe. Mm -hmm. The camera swings with the axe. It does. That's some fucking hot shit right there. It makes it feel really brutal. Yeah. So they lock themselves <laughs> in the bathroom and Wendy puts Danny out through the window because like the snow is piled up that fucking hard that he can just yeah. slide down the snowbank, which is right. kind of awesome. It seemed like they were like cutting out frames when he was sticking his legs out the window. It looked almost stop motion. -y. I don't know. Might have just been an edity thing. Like, oh, this is too slow. Go. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Oh, God. A, a wall of fucking text. I'm, I'm crashing. Hang on. That's oh, okay. Um, but so anyway, so Danny fits through the window, but she doesn't, which I find really hard to believe because it's Shelley Duvall. They <laughs> open the window like one nineteenth of like, the way it's that, that they robe. It's the robe. <laughs> it's the robe that got her to be caught because yeah. it certainly wasn't her boobs. Because I'll be, <sighs> Jesus. It's it's seriously. They opened that window like one nineteenth <laughs> of the way that it could like, be open. Frosted opened. shut and whatever. Yeah. Like, okay, fine. The weights and stuff weren't working. It's actually counterweights are such a bitch. They are. Pretty fucking great scene i mean it was it's like, it was intense i mean yeah. especially considering when it was filmed it's one of the more intense film one intense scenes in cinema in a yeah. very intense film yes so uh yeah jack breaks through the bathroom door and utters a catchphrase moving on uh, but retreats after wendy slashes his hand with a butcher's knife <laughs> god that was the lamest thing I, I kind of oh, loved it. So, it. It was, it was hilarious. It was, it was. So yeah, <laughs> she gets the, like the tiniest little nick, Ow. and then he like hears hears the he hears cat. he hears hollering. Yeah, whose whose dick is probably still hollering from yes. those big city Nubian women on his wall. Right. Uh, in the snow cat and having to ride that snow cat for miles. Just nothing but vibrations. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby, let's go. Fortunately for me, <laughs> oh, there's a lamb shank in that fridge. <laughs> Oh, God, no. Lamb shank can't say no. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, we're and that not. Is how no, we know no, Bob is, that is how we know that Bob shank. is not a lamb shank. I don't know. <laughs> Finally, conclusive evidence. There we go. <laughs> After years of searching. Educational podcast. That's right. <laughs> we are. So, okay. So, <laughs> Al. Oh, Halloran's here. I gotta go. Keep going. Yes. <laughs> Um, he murders Halloran with the axe in the lobby. It's like a game of Clue. And pursues Danny into the hedge maze. Wendy runs through the hotel looking for Danny, seeing all kinds of fun, wacky shit. Yep. Um, I want to take a moment to talk mm. about some of this wacky shit. Please do. Um, uh, first off, there is obviously the, the menstruating elevator. Right. Yes. Which is charming. That, that's a fantastic scene. It was so well it shot. It is. Um, it's just like that, 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 that elevator is, is going through changes. You know how he got that into the trailer? He told the, the people from the MPAA that it was rusty water. <laughs> <laughs> it's not blood. It's rusty water. <laughs> because they were going to say no blood in the trailer at all for all yeah. ages. He's like, no, it's rusty water. And he got it in the trailer. So there you go. <laughs> Bullshit level 9,000. Yeah. Like, because uh, it's Stanley fucking Kubrick. The other thing, apart from the menstruating elevator. How glad you feel bad. Right. How do you feel bad? 
And it, this kind of goes into the, I have no idea how the fuck she got to where she got to, because she goes mm. up some stairs yeah. from their quarters, which I thought were upstairs. No, right. they are upstairs. But she went up more stairs on her way, trying to get downstairs, looking for, I don't, this movie doesn't make no sense of, of time Alien space. geometry. Right. But she comes on this scene through an open door mm-hmm. of a guy... In like a oh, the bear puppy. suit, the puppy, or a dog with his ass hanging out, with no ass in the costume, giving head to a guy in like cocktail party wear. Uh huh. Yeah, this is actually a big deal in the book. Go so on. So you no, it's 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 this huge deal because part yeah. of the history of the hotel is all the secrets and all the people that have been murdered in the hotel and all the people that have died in the hotel and all the internet subcultures that were invented in the hotel. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Because there was the one guy that really liked to get dressed in a puppy suit and be a puppy at these big parties in the ballroom. And he was gay and he managed to get, you know, a few guys to go back to his room with them. And that was just this whole big piece of the mythology behind the Overlook Hotel. God, now we do it for funsies. Mythology behind. Yeah. (laughs) That was a cute ass, though. But it's just, like, her response to that was really... That was the ugliest dog suit, by the way. It was really creepy. A lot of people have suggested that it was a bear suit and that it was changed specifically to be, like, a dick to King, which I don't know or care. It looks like the rock of fire explosion is getting butt-fucked <laughs> on, like, the third floor of this hotel. Yeah. And Shelly Duvall's like, oh, my God, show me this pizza. <laughs> and that's saying something, because she was all up in that fruit cocktail. She really was. Mm. <laughs> but not that fruit's cocktail. Nah. No, that was the puppy suit. <laughs> he was totally up in that fruit's cocktail. Uh, <laughs> you opened that door. I did. just barged in. Yeah. I'm, I'm Shelly Duvall. <laughs> uh, she also finds Halloran's corpse in the lobby. Hmm. Um, and the one dude with, like, the blood on his head. The... Oh, Charles yeah. It's like, what a nice party. Delbert. He finds... Was that actually Delbert. Grady? Was that actually Grady? Grady? Yeah, that was Grady. Couldn't tell. Yeah, because it had blood bleeding from his head from the gunshot. Oh, I forgot. This yeah. was the 70s. They didn't know how to make sure... Right. Well, no, right. The scanners had already happened by that point, hadn't it? The what? Scanners. scanners. But, he, no, I, don't I mean, so. they made no. heads explode. I believe scanners was like 1978. Yeah. Um, okay. But, I uh, think... But, the, I mean, irony of that, the irony of that is, though, is like the, the way that they made the head explode in the scanners was to literally... Explode <laughs> No, they shot it with a shotgun. <laughs> they really did. The the charge, it wouldn't go off correctly. So they actually oh, just okay. they actually just had somebody so underneath did, it and fucking blow it. They did the it. same thing with Maniac. Okay. They shotgunned it, yeah. if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I'm so used to seeing that. Yeah. Right. That I'm like, oh, he's got this little trail of blood on his head. Well, that's not a shotgun wound. Come on. No. I mean, it might be like a twenty-two. Maybe it's like his my little. It just leaves a little. Hole. It's a my little. <laughs> my little. Shotgun. My little shotgun. <laughs> Fisher like, Price babies for a shotgun. He turned his. Oh, he turned his God. Hello Kitty shotgun on himself today <laughs> after a six-hour standoff with police. He uh, was unharmed. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, guns are bad, kids. Go. <laughs> so back in the hedge maze. Oh, hedge maze. That's what I want to talk about. The snow in the <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, go with plot. No, go wait. Immediate Stop. interruption. <laughs> no, just real quick. The snow in the hedge maze was crushed styrofoam and salt. Go. Yes, I know. That was, well, that was, that was the whole, like, 
extremely flammable shit and they'd already yes. had one fire on set and if yes. that had caught fire under those hot ass lights in the middle of that Everybody would she would not have been Shelley Duvall. She would not have been Shelley <laughs> Nobody would have been she Shelley Duvall. So Danny uh, goes into the hedge maze and lays a false trail to mislead Jack, who is following his footprints before hiding behind a snowdrift. Mm. Danny escapes from the maze and reunites with Wendy. They escape in Halloran's snowcat, while Jack freezes to death in the snow. So this was the scene that I was talking about earlier, when Uh, I didn't realize that he was saying words. I was really impressed with his performance because he, he sounds like an idiot. He yeah. sounds like he is, in fact, freezing to death. Yeah. Right. Um, so through the magic of subtitles, I have learned that much of what he is saying is he's calling for Wendy and he's calling for Danny and saying, help me. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I was like, as I was reading it, I, I was trying to do the, the thing where it's like, oh, the, the audio like mentally isn't processing right. But with reading it and hearing it at the same time, it helps a lot. Yeah, yeah. And it did not. Not even a little. I was like, oh. I hear none of those letters. <laughs> like, yeah. that doesn't sound like there are consonants. Like at all. <laughs> yeah, this was actually a change, by the way, from the book. Because in the book, uh, it was there was a hedge maze, but uh-huh. it was the topiary that were actually out to get people. Yeah, Like, they, they were supposed to come to life and shit. And Weird. Kubrick was like, no, hedge maze. It's fine. Well, yeah, because <laughs> how are they going to animate topiary right. animals? I mean, they can do it now. It would be very easy now with CGI, but then, yeah. no. This fucking, was 1970 fucking not? No, it would have been people in hedge maze, in like topiary suits. It, it would have sucked. Not have been great. Yeah. And honestly, like, this is, I like this. That's it. I still like this. I like the ambiguity of the movie. I just do. Yeah. Yeah. It's I better. mean, uh, there were a couple of alternate endings. Um. So, yeah, there's actually um, a touch more that's, that is the, the actual ending of the actual movie. Yeah. Because uh, it basically... We see him frozen to death in the snow, then cut to a photograph in the hotel hallway, which shows Jack in front of the crowd of partygoers at the Overlook's July 4th Ball, 1921, front and center with that creepy-ass fucking smile. That's just his face. It is. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's just Jack Nicholson's face. Jack Nicholson is always creepy, which is why I'm like... They put him in a movie with a child and deliberately had that child sit on his lap and say, are you going to hurt us? And he's like, no. And I'm like, you're well, a liar. Like, hey, you're a fucking liar. And then, and then the narrator's like, he did. <laughs> he, did. He, he, he certainly fucking tried. Yeah. Yo. <laughs> oh, are you so, going to hurt us? No, but it's not for lack of trying. Yeah. But, Shelley Duvall. Well, and the thing in the book is that he's actually being possessed by the hotel. It's not entirely him. He does fight it, which allows them to get away uh-huh. later. Yeah. But in the, so in the movie, the it's not really shown. I, I have read the book. It was a long time ago. But. Sure. And the book is a whole lot more intense. It's one of the few things that Stephen King actually ended well. Mm. But he also gave it a happy ending. Danny and Wendy get away, and they actually end up going to like live with Dick Halloran. Halloran oh. survives. So yeah. you know, and they or they summer with Halloran. They go camping with him sure. in the summer, and he you know takes him fishing and whatever. Yeah, the the book has a has a much more positive ending, but it's also still very much dealing with the the aftermath of abuse. Yeah, but no, for the movie, this was fantastic. Just yeah. leave it where it is. I think it was perfect. Yeah, as far as that goes, I mean, because yeah, the ending, certainly. yeah, it actually shipped with an additional scene on the end that after the first week of the movie being in release, they cut it out. Mm-hmm. Like Kubrick was like, yeah, get rid of that, and they like Warner Brothers like had the projectionists cut that scene out and send it back yeah. to them. Yeah, and they destroyed them. They were supposed to be like some kind of denouement where they would, where Wendy would learn that the police went up to the hotel and never found his corpse. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, and then you see him in the you know in the, in the photo. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like ooh, very Silent Hill. But I think just kind of the photo. I, I 
agree. I think that yeah, it, was, it got the idea across perfectly fine. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing that scene to see how it went down, but it's not a necessity for me at yeah. all. I figure it's like the end scene of Psycho, where they're literally sitting there talking about a, a spooky thing that happened. I'm like, right. yeah, you know, the movie's over. It's okay. Yeah, it right. really is. You, you don't need to go much further than that. Yeah. Again, I just for curiosity's sake, I kind of want to sure. see it, but I don't yeah. have to. You know, but, um, but this is this movie is a fucking classic of horror, right. and for good fucking reason. Uh, mostly because of the fact that one, it's a good movie. Two, all the shit that went on filming it. Yeah. Fuck, this movie is just something you can sit and dissect for hours. Yeah. It's insane. Unfortunately, people really have, because Kubrick makes these kind of ambiguous movies, mm-hmm. like all of his movies are pretty ambiguous, like on purpose. That's just yeah. how he does it. And horror fans are some of the most infuriatingly literal-minded people on Earth. Yeah. And so you have all of these weird people who are just like, like the whole room. I, I meant to watch the Room 237 doc. Don't, yeah. Uh, I didn't have time, and I just ultimately decided I didn't care enough because that's exactly what people have done, is taken all of these great details that are in the background and mm-hmm. have made the most stupid fan what theory. So we were, we were yeah. talking about this uh, at, at a Thanksgiving yeah. party. Um <laughs> And I specifically brought up that you would hate us if we ever did something that this movie did. Which yeah. is? So in Room 237, yeah. a lot of the the things that are brought up as, as fan theories, conspiracy theories, whatever, yeah, were not actually recorded. It was somebody called the people making the documentary, and it's just the audio from the voicemail. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, Andy would murder us. He would murder us and he would not be gentle. <laughs> if we ever tried to do anything like that and put that in a podcast, much less a movie. Like, <laughs> you know, but I mean, and I stand by that. Yeah, no. no right? yeah. But no, I mean, as as RC, give me the bat. <laughs> no, no John, oh. <laughs> um, But like, yeah, the whole thing about like supposedly like Kubrick put in like tells in this movie that yeah. faked the moon landing and mm. there's a cracked article that argues that the weird furry dog suit sex scene means that jack was actually like sexually abusing danny too i hate that shit yeah no i mean if it wasn't in the book which is infinitely more detailed than this movie could because ever it's be a book. because it's a book yeah but i also like i don't tend to again i'm not big on the book movie comparison sure but as far as this movie, like it's just it's just what's on screen. Like there's this whole thing. Like this movie is really about the mistreatment of the Native Americans by the white man. And I'm like, really? Why? Oh, because well, there's one drop they line, drop line about, about the... the Native American burial ground. There's two shots where you can see a can of Calumet baking powder that has an Indian mascot on it. And they talk about the the artwork that's hanging up in yeah. the lobby. It's like okay, so we're talking about literally 90 seconds of a two and a half hour movie. Right. So like this is. Just people being dumb. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I I get that Kubrick is a perfectionist, and he will Easter egg the fuck out of you, but it's not necessarily something that's going to indicate a worldwide conspiracy. Eat a dick. Yeah. Shelly Duvall. <laughs> <laughs> don't eat... Don't, Shelly, we love you. Please. Do, do we? Don't... I'm I, not sure. I do worth... actually love Shelly Duvall. I'm, How can I'm, you not love Shelly Duvall? I'm Shelly Duvall. I... <laughs> I like Shelley Duvall, too, but I feel like we're kind of we have, being mean to Shelley Duvall. I, I'm sorry. 
I don't mean to be mean to Shelley Duvall. No, I, I actually feel really bad for where she is currently. That whole Dr. Phil thing. I know nothing about Heartbreaking. This. She literally had, she's, she's gone over the edge. Mm-hmm. She really has. She's not a sane woman anymore. It's heartbreaking. It really is. I, and I do love her. She was a large part of my childhood, even, mm-hmm. even without The Shining. Sure. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Um, Fairytale Theater and Popeye. And Fairytale Theater, Popeye, the Legends and whatever. And there was that one Mother Goose rock and rhyme, which was just amazing. And I loved it. But seeing her now, it, I'm, no, I just, yeah, that little black pit where my heart used to be, <laughs> you know, I just, yeah. I, I can't, she's, she's gone. I, she's got like schizophrenia, just Dr. Phil just, what's the word I'm looking for? Exploited her. Really? So badly. So badly. I'm like, you did that to make a buck, Dr. Phil. Fuck off. Fuck off. And yes, we, we teased her quite a bit in this episode. Um, I, d- I don't think we went too over the top, really. Uh, I mean, There's it, one joke. There is. That was. I think there is one, a grand total of was. one joke in the entire episode. Yeah. <laughs> there might have been other jokes. Those jokes were literally All snuffed out. <laughs> by Shelley Duvall. They were. <laughs> yes. But no, I, I love you, Shelley Duvall. If you ever manage to hear this, please get better. Because we do love you and we do need you around. Well, I know for she does we are a very neuroatypical podcast. We are. So, <laughs> so we understand. We, we, we genuinely get no, it. No, seriously. On some level. Yeah. Christmas with Slayer. Yep. Like that's, yep. no, I get it. Um, and um, frankly, my teeth are horrible too. So like really don't feel bad. Why not? Oh, great. Yeah. Hello. Um, no, yeah. this movie. We are. The, this we, now right. that we've apologized to Shelley Duvall because she is wonderful, and yes, we're teasing you a little bit, but not because of you. It's just because of the way you introduced yourself on every fucking show you produced. Hi, I'm Shelley Duvall. Anyway. That was literally the whole joke. Yes. Yeah. Um, of this podcast. Of this podcast, yes. Yeah. Um, the motto of this podcast is just lean into it, and we have <laughs> right. leaned, we we have so leaned into we it. Actually, we actually workshopped that motto a lot. Originally, it was going to be push out like you're taking a dump, but people didn't really like that one so much. Um, no, yeah. no. But no, th- this movie is a classic for a reason, and it's because of Kubrick's perfectionism. It, it, even though it, even though it literally broke people. It, it did literally did. break people, including Scatman Crothers. And including Jack Nicholson, who said he'd never work with Kubrick again after this movie. Yeah. Because he made Scatman Crothers cry. It bums me out, because I love this movie. Yeah. I love... I can't say I love every Stanley Kubrick movie, because mm. I have seen A Clockwork Orange, and I really can't stand it. I actually... I like A Clockwork Orange. I don't love it. I love, right. yeah. I love 2001. Full Metal Jacket is a movie. Full Metal uh, Jacket <laughs> is something that I watched once. Yeah. And... Once I saw, um, oh, what is his name? Played Kingpin. Vincent D'Onofrio. Vincent D'Onofrio. Thank you. Uh, the minute I saw him kill himself mm. in that bathroom, yeah, be- because he was hazed to death. This is my rifle. There are many like it, but this one is mine. I'm Shelley Duvall. <laughs> there you go. That's how you do it. That's how you brought it back. That's right. Anyway, so what I was getting at before that went wrong... <laughs> Is right. I really like Kubrick's films, and I feel bad about liking Kubrick's films because he was a total asshole. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of talk about that kind of stuff. Like, everyone's going on to Red Dead Redemption 2 right now, mm-hmm. and, like, Rockstar 
there were reports that they were just like crunching their teens like to yeah, death like they were. 80 hour weeks over time like yeah. constantly and pushing people past their breaking point yes just to digitally render and animate horse balls that shrink when it gets cold yeah and horses that take a shit right. and yay for immersion yay for detail yay for giving a shit but it's an interesting point. But your give a shit is pointed at the wrong thing. I, right. I, maybe a little bit. Give a shit about your employees also. Yeah. Right. It's like the shriveling horse balls is not worth, you know, possibly fucking over somebody's health and right. life. Work-life balance, kids. And I love this movie. I love this movie a lot. When it comes time to rate this movie, I'm going to give it all of the fucking star things, whatever the fuck they are. Right. It's, because you don't know yet. Right. It's Sorry. Just, it's going to be... <laughs> It's like it's gonna get all of them, mm -hmm. and it's they're great movies. And he kind of ruined some people in the process of making them. I don't know if he ruined them permanently. Yeah, that I mean that's a question I don't have the answer to. It's like I mean yeah, it's a great movie. There's never been another movie like it, and I don't want to give up. Yeah, the fact that this movie exists, and right. I don't want to like stop appreciating this movie, but at the same time, like man, I don't think it was worth doing that to the people who worked on it. Right. I think, I, I think recognizing that goes a long way yeah. um, because you really have you really have two options. You can watch something that you enjoy and recognize that maybe how it got made was problematic or you can yeah. straight up boycott things like that. And especially with the uh, the Red Dead Redemption 2 thing that you brought up, yeah. if you do that, then all those people don't have jobs and are fucked even harder. Yeah. So like with something like The Shining because it's older, yeah. that doesn't it's necessarily play. Thing. Yeah. yeah. The but, downside of the Red Dead Redemption thing is not to turn this into a video games podcast, but basically right. half the time, even if the game does do well, they still get fired. That's true. Yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, but but video game companies do that all the time. They did yeah. it with Dante's Inferno for the like Satan penis physics. They really did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But then again, what, it, yeah, when you're talking tech and you're talking deadlines, we in the tech world understand that those things do happen. When you're talking about a release date, we have told people what our release date is. We need to do it. Yeah. However, that's also late stage capitalism. So we have to worry about that too. Yeah. You know, they're going to push their employees harder because they can, because there are no laws to stop them from doing so. Right. And uh, which is not... why we unionize kids. Yeah. Well, but that's wish I could. People yeah. kind of don't for the most part. Anymore. They don't. They don't. And, and a lot of times it's because they legally can't. Yeah. But. You know, or, Republicans right to of, or Republicans have, you know, yeah, pushed the agenda to the point where people think that unions are worthless. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I'm also not a political podcast. Well, it's it's really, it's really, <laughs> I've actually had, I've had two union jobs in, in my life. I hated both of them and swore I would never work union again. Like, but at the same time, like, I understand unions. Mm -hmm. I, I, like, completely support unions. And yet I'm like, I don't, uh, not for me, thank you. Yeah. But, like, I'm weird like that um and you know i think one of the reasons why i'm that weird is because i'm Shelly Dupont. <laughs> god damn it are we ready for ratings yes i, think we are. I know i think i think we just brought it back around in like a better way than i could ever formulate so so yeah oh god all right so we can just go like i'm not gonna top that ratings let's do that um so no this is a classic this is it this is one i have to watch once every year once every couple of years i i have to because it is that good 
and it is because Kubrick was a perfectionist because he wanted people to pick apart his movies. He really did. I mean, maybe not you know, something he would say out loud, but he, he put all of that stuff to make sure that everyone was completely immersed in that experience. And I have to appreciate it, even though he absolutely mistreated his actors. Yeah. And, and I mean, Jack Nicholson will forever be a goddamn meme because of this movie. Yep. Forever be a yeah. meme because here's fucking Johnny, you know, and, and Shelly Duvall will forever be a meme because she's got that knife in the bathroom and she's terrified. It's one of those movies that I have to keep going back to because there are so many little things that you don't see during a single viewing. There are things you forget. And the, there's the, those classic scenes like the lady in the tub. Oh, God. And the the de- details. One, I'm going to break in for one more. Oh, that's de- fine. Go one ahead. more detail. Another example of just crazy shit mm-hmm. that is like that, like the camera is the biggest unreliable narrator. Yep. When Jack sits down with Lloyd the first time, mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, I got money in my wallet. And he opens up his wallet and there's like nothing there. Like, yeah. you know, this, this little puff of dust comes mm-hmm. out of it or whatever. That that happened. Yeah. Um, and right. then later after he has the argument with Wendy, he comes back and the party is in full sway. Mm-hmm. It's the same night. Right. And he's got money in his wallet. He has yep. money in his wallet. And then he gets and told that his money no is no good here. here. Because the house wants him. The hotel yeah. wants him. Right. And so it's just like, this movie fucking gaslights you so hard. Oh, the movie gaslights you. The hotel gaslights him. He, he gaslights, gaslights his Wendy. wife and kid. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's gaslighting all the way down. It's what it is. Mm. And, and it's just perfection. It really is. And, and I know a lot of people complain about movies like Hereditary and The Babadook. When you're talking about the post-horror stuff, the, the stuff that is not a monster movie that is not a slasher that is not a teen scream something that is not mass produced for the horror audience this is one of those yeah you know and, and i'm sorry but if you're going to complain about movies like hereditary and the babadook i mean again screaming child that's it um and the witch and mother don't because if you enjoy The Shining, you should be loving the fuck out of these new movies. Well, you like what you like. I, true. But I mean, just when people, I think it's when when people try to shorthand it into, oh man, horror's just no good anymore. Everything's all arty. I'm like, motherfucker, look at this thing. Exactly. Exactly. Because this motherfucker gets five Shelly fucking Duvalls is what <laughs> this gets. So anyway, who's next? Um, I actually don't have a whole lot else to say. Um, because I am... I, I watched this movie when I was when I was really young, um, mm-hmm. and it's it's a weirdly different perspective yeah. watching it at nearly thirty one. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there's just a lot of things that I didn't pick up on mm-hmm. um, because I was dumber. Um, <laughs> well, no, okay, the knob was not like, yeah, you really were. No, I, the knob right. was. Yes, just, I was too. It doesn't yeah. make it less funny. I know. <laughs> I just I felt like I needed to clarify. Um, but yeah, this movie, despite its long runtime, because like we said a couple times, it is two and a half fucking hours. Right. Like it, it once it gets started, which takes a, a little bit, um, it doesn't really feel like it. It goes by relatively quickly. Yeah. Um, it's enjoyable in the way that a horror movie is enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, you will be uncomfortable. You will be captivated. You will be kind of put off, mm-hmm. um, but still along for the ride. Um, even despite five pound cans of fruit cocktail, (laughs) um, five pound cans of fruit cocktail does not a dinner make. 
<laughs> it does, however, make for an interesting bathing experience. Not really. I am just going to take your word on that and move <laughs> the fuck on. Um, I've never actually done that. It just popped we, into my We hand. have no reason to believe you. <laughs> it's no good you saying that now. <laughs> Wendy, I had the most terrible nightmare. I bathed in 5,000 gallons of fruit cocktail. <laughs> I was delicious. <laughs> Um, I was Shelly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, please. <laughs> so this, this definitely, as Bob said, is a classic. It's something that horror fans, I, I think, should watch at least once. Uh, it will probably be more than once because if you're a horror fan, you're probably going to like this. So you're probably going to watch it more often. Yeah. Um, I don't know about every year or so. I think I've watched it maybe three or so times in the past, like, ten. Yeah. But still, it will probably be something you revisit for a variety of reasons. Um, and I, hilariously, um, was was going to give this five out of five Shelley Duvall's. Um, <laughs> and unlike, unlike, unlike the opening, that one wasn't planned. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be honest, the way to do that would have been to just... Do it. Lean into it. Yeah, or push out like... No, no, do the other one. Do the other one, you're right, you're right. Yeah, so uh, just, just I, will, lean into I, will, it. I will just... I will give this five out of five Shelley Duvall's. <laughs> I'm scared. Well, I actually did have a rating for it. Now it's going to sound really weird if it's anything other than Shelley Duvall. I feel like I'm being pressured into throwing aside. Buddy's large. Um, no, I don't really have much to say either at this point. It's not even think like, not that we really review movies here anyway. But, like, <laughs> but this is definitely, this is like, this is not even a review that I'd be like, hey, there's this great movie. You should see it. Now, you may like it. No, you've seen it. Don't lie. Um, <laughs> don't you lie to me, Shelly Duvall. <laughs> but I mean, that's the thing. Like, I hadn't thought about it in like 25 years. I, I had seen it. And mm -hmm. like, if somebody had been like, oh, The Shining. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chop, chop. Here's Johnny. Big wheels, fruit right. cocktail. I remember Twins. The fruit cocktail. Twins. Yeah. I remember that fruit cocktail. Oh mm -hmm. god. Yeah, like I don't know. This isn't a matter of recommending it. I'm sure you've seen it. If it's been a while since you've seen it, see it again. It's on Netflix. It's it's easy to get at. Yeah. Um and read the book. And it's just it's a really good experience to just put on and kind of soak in. It's another one of those. Yeah. Um, it's like a lot of the stuff that's going on in genre movies right now that I keep talking about incessantly, my Panos Cosmatos, my Nicholas mm -hmm. Winding Refn, these kind of movies that you put on and just soak in them. This is one of those. Yeah. So, um, which is probably why I actually enjoyed Mandy, it, it, you know, in yeah. opposition to my dislike of Nicholas Cage, <laughs> yeah. um, because it is one of those atmospheric type of films that yeah. you just kind of want to wade into yeah. and bathe in. Like, I want to live in this movie. Like, I don't want to live, live in this movie, but I want to... I mean, because it would be dangerous. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> and frankly, let's be honest... Get away from me! <laughs> and let's be honest, the food would suck. It would. But, like, uh, I want to live in this movie for two and a half hours. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really great for that. And uh, so, uh, I, I, of course, will give it five out of five unnatural acts committed upon a dude in a fursuit with the ass cut out. <laughs> Okay, fine. Bye, Shelley Duvall. Okay. Okay. <laughs> God, we love talk you, Shelley. We man. hope you get the care that you need. We do. Very much. Uh, <laughs> so sad. So, if you need to contact us, lay eggs in our brain. Tell us about how you're Shelley Duvall. Right. <laughs> 
email us at bobcandycoatedrazor.com. You can go to the website at candycoatedrazor.com. Hit us up on Facebook by searching for Candy Coated Razor Blades. And also hit a, hit us up, up on... I'm Shelby Duvall. Hit us up on Patreon. By going to patreon.com slash candycoatedrazor. And I'm RC. You can find me in our Discord. You can tell us about how much you hate me, how much you hate fruit cocktail. How about your Shelly Duvall? I'm going to change my nick to Shelly Duvall. Everything is Shelly Duvall. <laughs> oh, God. Feel free to come and talk to us. Tell us about how you want us to do horrible things to you in a fursuit with the ass cut out. Let us know. <laughs> and, Not really at this point. Really and I, too, am now in the Discord. And occasionally, when I get really intoxicated, I type things that I regret. And unfortunately, does. people just ignore them. So that's <laughs> And I think the one you said in the room that's only me and you right now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Um, even if you don't actually do that, if you, even if you don't give us money, uh, just, you know, like, even just by listening, we still love you unconditionally just for listening. But, I mean, if you stop listening, like, all bets are off. <laughs> um, so, yeah, man, like, subscribe, rate, review, share, you know all that stuff. You probably don't. Uh, while wearing a fursuit. While wearing a fursuit. Okay, kids, I'm Shelly Duvall. Bye! Bye! <laughs> oh, we drove that into the ground. I'm Shelly Duvall, and I approve this <laughs> <laughs>